You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome everyone to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is Heather. (laughs) I was trying to say, do I want to say feel-good sister? I'm like, no, I'm just going to say Heather. I'm just going to say Heather. There you go. Well, hello, feel-good nation. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time, thanks for tumbling into this Law of Attraction Vortex, where we like to play with these laws and understand them more personally. We like to get up real close to them and understand how it is that we can live a more joyful, easy, laid back, a passive life. We like massive passive, (laughs) but mostly we like to lean in and take action when it feels good. And we like to be uh, listening closely to source, understanding that our broader knowing is leading us into all the places and faces and experiences that we want. And on today's show, we're going to talk about that very experience. If you heard the podcast last week, we're talking about this idea of impulses. Are you impulsively connected to source? Because your broader knowing, all that is God, whatever name you want to put onto it, it knows exactly what you want. And it knows exactly the steps between where you are and where you want to be. And if you just be really quiet and listen, (laughs) you'll get these impulses to do things that might seem crazy on the surface that might not make sense in the broader knowing. But if you follow them, sparkly breadcrumb by sparkly breadcrumb, lo and behold, you, you get exactly what you want and you have a fun time getting there. Now, what more can you ask for? All here, right here in this podcast. This is what we do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But here's here's the tricky part. This is what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Many of us are kind of so sensitive and tuned in and I, I'm going to stereotype many of us women are so uh, focused on what other people are feeling and thinking that we might actually be picking up on their impulses and not our own. So we're going to talk, we're going to call that, well, Heather called it a meshment. I like that. Are you a mess and a meshed? <laughs> so how do you discern whether or not the impulses are from your source connection or your mother or your son or your husband or your spouse? And, you know, that's really a good question because the Abrahams are bringing up to the fact we're going to play a little track from a very, very recent workshop. And again, if you're listening to us for the first time, we follow these crazy, wonderful leading edge teachers called Abraham, abraham-hicks.com. We use them as a bouncing off place to get more in tune with how we how we work this, this system called life. But I thought that was really interesting. For the first time, they were talking about, well, is that an impulse that's meant for you? Or are you so caught up trying to please someone else or trying to make someone else happy or ha- trying to save someone else that the impulse is actually theirs and not yours? It's kind of like that, that discernment that we were talking about before about... Um, when I'm 
sensing something, one of my first questions I say is, is that mine? Mm. Because sometimes I'm sensing other people as an empath. We can be picking up on what somebody else is feeling or thinking. And sometimes if I am sad or something's going on, I'll say, is that my sadness? And then if the answer is no, then I'm like, oh, I'm picking up on someone else's. Okay. And then I don't even try to figure it out because it doesn't matter at that point because it's not mine. So it's kind of like discerning the difference between your own desires or your desire to please someone else. Yeah. I mean, when you ask that question, is that mine? Is it a feeling of no? Or do you hear a voice that says no? Or is there, how do you discern, how how do you know that it's not yours? Oh, um, I just know. (laughs) Like you just, it just occurs to you the minute you ask the question. My gift is the gift of knowing. So we have either we're clairaudient or clairvoyant or clairsentient or whatever. So mine is a knowing. So I just know it's yes or no. Um, So some people would feel it. Some people would hear it. Some people would sense it. It it doesn't really matter. But I guess you would have to check in with yourself to get your own answer. Is that mine? Yes or no? Just and, and find out how you hear, you know, or how you get the answer. So let's talk about. It, 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 a way to discern um, when you get an impulse and you kind of want to check in to make sure that it's definitely for you and not your need to please. Um, I think the question was, how does it feel, right? How does that impulse feel? Does it feel like wild horses can't stop you from moving forward? Or does it feel like a should or a must or a responsible? Because a, a true impulse from source in the way that we're talking about should feel so good. It should be what we call a pull. But if it's a push, then that's really a moment for you to stop and say, wow, is this mine? Is this mine? Um, and, and it really, yeah, it, you know, allows you. To me, it wouldn't be an, impu- an impulse unless it were mine. Otherwise, it would be a voice in my head. It would be a thought. I would think, oh, I should do this. I should do that. So I think an impulse is already indicating that, that, drawing, that drawing alignment connection with source. I agree, but I think what they're talking about on this track specifically is that if you're so enmeshed with other energies around you, it may feel like an impulse, but it might not. It still might not be yours because I think you've done this enough where you're pretty clean with your energy and you, you're going to know. Um, but I think that if we're not used to discerning what our true desires are and we're so caught up in trying to please and fulfill the desires of others, then it's a bad habit. And a lot of us kind of wake up going, wow. I'm really kind of trying to make it all happen for everyone else. Um, I think that there, it could actually feel like an impulse and not be yours to do. And, and, and I think it is a discernment that each of us have to go through about what a true impulse or what we would call um, positive action. No, okay. inspired action, inspired action that, and, and inspired action can be actually movement or it can be thinking a series of thoughts that, that feel really good. So, well, let's jump into this track a little bit and, and hear what the Abrahams have to say about living this impulsive life, which is connected to source energy and pivot, pivot, go here, go there. The relief of that is you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know where you're going. You can just really uh, lean into this energy, but you want to make sure that you're leaning into your source and not your mother's. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I've been trying to clear and clean my vibrations and have had a lot of manifestations thanks to that. And so I'm understanding all this a little better. I don't really know how to... I'm lost now. I had a question, but it's gone. So basically, I'm in a good place. And I just want to know, am I 
am on the right track in regards to meeting the somebody. The reason that you got lost in the question is because in the middle of it, you realized that you were asking us to be your guidance system instead of realizing that you've got one. All right, I just got to stop there. <laughs> okay, that's really genius. And that's another part of this enmeshment. So it was interesting about that particular track was this idea that, um, you know, you could hear that she forgot the question. And what Abraham was saying pretty clearly is, well, you're trying to get us to figure out what it is that you're needing to connect to with your own source. And how often do we do that? Where we look outside of ourselves for the answer. We go to other people and we don't really check in with where we are. I mean, that's a really kind of interesting habit. It's so common. We call our friend, we call our spouse, we call our boss, we call somebody. What should I do? What should I do about this? What should I do about that? It's like, oh, I can check in. I have an internal guidance system. I can check in with myself. So I thought that was great. She was just like realizing she had an internal guidance system when she forgot the question. (laughs) Right? I think it was so genius. It's like when she went to go outside of herself and even Abraham, it's they're kind of not outside of herself. They're they're part of her. But but they're but we're even more fine tuning this idea of direct connection. Right. We're fine tuning that. And so even then it was too far outside of her own ability to tap into who she really is. So I love that part. So I just wanted to highlight that. Let's let's go back to the track. say you live life and you get this really big question and then you find somebody that you think has the answer and so you ask your really big question to this person who has this really big answer but you can't hear it and the reason you can't hear the answer to a really big question or the solution to a really big problem is if the problem or the question are dominant then you're not in the receiving mode of the answer the vibration of the question and the vibration of the answer are very different frequencies And the difference between a problem and a solution, very different frequencies. And so you can't get there from there. Isn't that interesting? And so you save up your questions and you save up your questions and you're ready to ask them. But unless you're in the receiving mode, nothing makes sense anyway. You are in a position now where you are more likely to receive than you've ever been before because we've appealed to your logic and we've explained the laws of the universe and you've come along in this way that you are understanding that it is a vibrational world and you understand your emotions. We don't want to replace your guidance system with our answers to your questions. We want your life experience to answer your desires. We want you to be ready for what you're ready for and to be happy that you're ready for what you're ready for and to accept that what you're ready for is enough. You're not ready for all of this, but you're ready for that. That's enough. And you know why it's enough? It's got to be because you can't get anything more than you're ready for. So you've got to make what you're ready for enough. It has to be all right. It has to be enough. So your friend says, did you get it yet? I'm so happy. No, I asked, did you get it yet? I'm just feeling so good about it. Did you get it? I feel really good. I'm really on the path. Oh, you're still on the path. No, I'm really on the path. How do you know? Because I feel so good. I feel so good. I feel exhilarated. I've got a lot of energy. I wake up. I want to go. Things are good for me. Things are good for me anyway. When you can say and mean things are good for me anyway, without the manifestation, oh, the manifestation is a sure thing. But if things aren't good because I don't have the manifestation, you're stuck. You're stuck for as long as things are not good until you have the manifestation. Okay, I want to stop there too because it's so delicious, right? Um, 
this idea of really being able to feel good along the way is so critical because in order to be in the receiving mode of the answer, you've got to feel good along the way. So if you're waiting for the manifestation, and this is classic, Abraham, I know many of you heard this a million times, but it, it feels good to kind of refine it, doesn't it? Get ready. You're only ready for what you're ready for, which is coming through right now. But this idea of, again, living in that vortex, living in the what's coming and being in the receiving mode of feeling good. And it's so critical. And yet we're so used to feeling good based on what's manifest or feel good based on what actually is happening. And that what is itis that they, they talk about. But the the receiving mode is feeling good on the way to what it is that you're asking for. And then the inspirations can come. If if you're in funk town and you're still asking your question and you're beating the drum, I mean, can't can you hear when you work with people too, Heather, that, that they're just living in the question? Well, and it's, I was listening to an audio yesterday that was talking about something very similar. And they were saying it's easier for us as humans who are so focused on the physical to look for momentum, even in the negative momentum of feeling bad in the physical, what we can see, touch, hear, smell, you know, look at, listen to, then it, then looking at the positive momentum in like meditation, because the meditation, like, like in this quiet, calm, close your eyes and focus on the sound of the water dripping, the momentum is so slow that we lose, we can't, we can't stay with it. You know, like it'd be, it would, would require us to have faith that know that the momentum would have to slowly build over time. It's all happening in the non-physical. We would have to wait to see the manifestation. And so that all of that is not going towards our human instant gratification. I need to see something now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it is, it's tricky because we're so trained to look at what is, but if what is isn't working and it's where the question is, the only way to get to the answer part of the field is to be in the receiving mode, which is to feel good no matter what. I mean, to feel as good as you can and to be uh, separate from the conditions. So you get that unconditional uh, living where you start to, to like, no, it's not here, but I feel like it's here. I kind of feel like it's already here, but it's not. But and, and people are going to question, like, why are you feeling so good? You're not you don't have this. You don't have this. You're still in this funk. You're still in this. You have all these problems. But but again, it's that vibrational thing where we want to start to be ready to be ready for what is coming and being in that that pure receiving mode. OK, so here we go more and specifically about your enmeshment and whether you're picking up on your signals or someone else's. Here we go. I say that a lot of times I feel like that and then a lot of times the response that I get from people is like what are you talking about I'm just you're in your own bubble you're in your own zone I like staying in that zone though it's a good place well the nice thing is when your relationship with your own inner being is what's dominant and you don't let your relationship with other people be what's dominant sometimes in fact we could say this is true of all of you <laughs> To some degree or another, some of you more than others, and you're going to recognize it as we say it. Because you are born uplifters, so often when you're interacting with someone and sensitive to how they feel, or even you think you know what they think, but you're sensitive to how they feel, you keep getting an impulse to satisfy their desire before your own. Think about it. So you're scrambling around trying to do what you think they like someone invites you to dinner and you've had a really busy day and you really just want to stay in 
but you've said no the last couple of times and you don't want them to get their feeling hurt and so you're more sensitive to what they may feel than about doing what's best for you have you ever had that experience so you're not paying attention to your own guidance and you're not being true to yourself you're being true to what you think they want but the thing that's tricky about that is you really don't know what anybody else wants and so you get all scrambled and then you feel resentful about the demands they make on you and you know the majority of what you are calling the demands that others are making on you they're not making demands on you you're just more sensitive to their impulse than you are your own that was a big piece right there Let's take apart that big piece, shall we? <laughs> Does that did that resonate with you? The demands that they have on you. I've never had anyone have demands on me ever. <laughs> or felt like it. As a single mom with two girls. Never. I can't I don't relate to this at all. Yeah, so I think that's really what's interesting is that they're they're really not asking too much of you. And this is so subtle. I love this work. We're really getting into the deep nitty gritty of law of attraction here. Is that you know when you're picking up on someone else's desire when you get that resentful feeling? I mean, to me, that's a flag on the play because really someone's not making demands of me. They aren't. They really aren't. But what you're trying to do is satisfy them so it feels like they're making demands on you. So, oh, radical responsibility comes back to you, right? It comes back to, to me and, and the fact that I'm feeling resentful full because they're making demands on me, but actually I'm just, I'm doing all the crazy. You would never do crazy, Ray. <laughs> but what's, what's kind of a test of this is that can you let someone have their feelings without trying to make them feel better or save them or, you know, make, give them advice? I mean, oh, can you just sit with somebody in their process? Can you sit with someone in their emotional pool, whether it be high or low or medium? Do you know, that's a real kind of of spiritual stretching when you can start to get the difference between what how sources is speaking to you and, and how they might be speaking to the person that you're meshed with. And it's great to know that we'll never be able to live in someone else's head. We can't think their thoughts and we can't know their connection. And so just knowing that they're connected to source and that it's handled and it is done to let source handle it with them directly it's nice to be able to like let go of that, not needing to be the middleman for them or not needing to, um, you know, be the mouthpiece for source. <laughs> exactly. It's like we all have our deep connection. And when we bypass someone's connection and try to be that connection, we, we really, it's a disservice to them as well as to us to try to be someone's source, to try to immediately save them from the situation that they're in. And, and I know that it comes from a loving place, but it's kind of a dysfunctional love. Um, and, and that we want to get more clean with how we're working with our own connection to source and how other people, how we're allowing other people to work with their connection and, and not intercede or feel like, oh, God clearly needs my help here. <laughs> let me let me tell you how I see this. Uh, there's about two more minutes of this one segment. So let's go ahead and listen to the rest of this enmeshment. But when you're ready to be ready to be ready to be ready, when you're really tuned in and you're following the impulse that is best for you, 
only when you follow the impulse that is best for you do you stay in alignment and when you stay in alignment then you allow that momentum to get more and before you know it you're sweeping up all kinds of people with you that are ready to be ready and you're having a lot of fun with a lot of people and you're not feeling any resentful about setting your own desires aside while you're trying your best to do something that you can't do which is fulfill the desires of others sometimes in your attempt to be really agreeable to others you teach them away from their own guidance system you teach them that if they pout you'll do what they want and so then they never learn how to be satisfied until they get everything that they want in terms of manifestation isn't that interesting when you believe that you have to get what you want if you teach that to your children that if you pout if out here in the manifestation you do something that affects the way someone else responds then you're teaching them against the way the universe actually works and you are making them attractive co-creative partners with people that operate out of need and out of service and out of responsibility rather than out of love and out of alignment and out of inspiration and impulse you see what we're getting at does that make sense to you it's so fun isn't it isn't it fun to feel your emotions and isn't it fun to feel them improve and isn't it fun to feel a powerful positive emotion and isn't it delicious to watch what that brings next you don't quite know it yet but you will after you meditate a little bit you'll know once you get that first powerful impulse and you watch where it leads you'll understand the power of a neutral thought as compared to the power of a contradicted thought you'll feel true leverage come you'll feel the advantage of a small thought meaning not much momentum and a big thought with a lot of momentum a big thought with a lot of momentum causes a lot of bluster it causes a lot of movement it causes a lot of action and it causes a big mess and it doesn't get anybody closer to what they want a small thought with no resistance will become a bigger one and a bigger thought with no resistance and a bigger one and a bigger one with no resistance and a bigger one until there is a movement of pure positive energy until amazing things are happening around you that's just how it works we think this is a really good time for a segment of refreshment we do too wow there was so much in that segment and we're coming toward the end of our podcast today so um let's work back from that last thought so this is like a revolution in the small thought movement <laughs> You know, these small thoughts that are non-resistant, this impulsive living, um, it's actually better than the big thoughts that have a ton of momentum that are kind of messy. That's a new, that's a new insight, folks. That's a new Abrahammer, right? And it, it helps us to become more aware of ourselves. So much is going on sometimes that we don't even know that we're having a thought. We don't even know when we're having resistance sometimes. So it's like this way to really check in. I love that. And the power of a neutral thought versus a contradictory thought. I mean, boy, can you rate anyone have any neutral thoughts that they can go to uh, in your in your vibrational tool belt? That's a nice thing to have some neutral thoughts. Oh, boy. Love that idea. Everyone should have five or six of those ready to pull out in times of contrast. Um, and then, of course, talking about meditation. But the thing that really was a kicker in that last segment is you've got to do what's best for you. Oh, my. Take a breath. You have to do what's best for you and let everyone else be okay. But when we start doing what's best for others and we start doing these negotiations and then we get resentful and then we pout 
and then we teach other people away from listening to their own source and their own connection and their own unlimited opportunity of insight? Yeah, this is a tough one for a lot of people. I was actually teaching a class yesterday. There was about, I don't know, 20 people. And we were talking about this very thing. And people in the room wanted to argue with me and say, I can't do what's best for me. That's going to upset my husband and make him even more upset with me. And it's like, okay, and is that your problem, right? I mean, so are we going to repeat the pattern more over and over and over again? You don't take care of you and he is okay. Or you take care of you and you... And he gets upset, but then he learns like, oh, she matters. She cares, you know? So it's like, isn't that interesting that we get to learn how to get out of our comfort zone a bit by really putting ourselves first? This is revolutionary. I mean, I I think if everyone was connected to source and really doing what was best for them, I I think there would be a lot less confusion and and negative uh, emotion going on. So I'm going to say this again, and this is, this is the Abrahams. This is, this is really flip side living. Um, don't set aside your desires in attempt to do what they want. Take a breath. Because when you do that, you're actually depriving yourself of your connection to source and you're depriving them of their connection because now they're looking to you to fulfill their desires instead of looking internally to the source, to the true unlimited universe. Right. Mm. Gonna get an amen. I feel like it's like preach. Yeah. And so now not only are we not taking care of ourselves, then they're not taking their care of themselves. And then they're looking at you to do something for them. And no one's happy in all of that. No one's happy in its dysfunction on parade. And, <laughs> you know, and I think that that's it. But it all starts with us. It's like, can I boldly say, you know what? I've canceled that dinner five times, but I still don't feel like going. And I know that source is speaking to me because I know that action does not feel good and it will not result in a good experience for me or the person I'm meeting for dinner. I know this is a small circumstance, but it's a good one. It's good to hone it down and say no. And if they say why, to be able to say, I don't feel well, I don't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Instead of making up some big story, you know, it's powerful. Not, I don't feel well, like not like I'm sick. It's more like it's just not feeling like a match for me. Yeah. Well, that is an advanced society. Uh, let's start. Let's start Feel Good Nation. Let's start to stand up for our own connection and our own um, positive, impulsive living where it just isn't feeling good. And that's enough to know that it's not going to be good for you or for them. And then when we do put the oxygen mask on ourselves and we do get that deep breath and we do feel centered and we do feel fulfilled because we're connecting to our own unlimited source energy. Oh, can we be of help to one another? Because now we're not coming from need. We're filled up. We're good to go. And from there, you can have a real positive impact in being of service to people. But if you were not filled up, and you're coming out of a need base or trying to make up for it, whoo, let the resentment fly. And, and really, no one comes out unscathed from that. So, well, that's our everyday takeaway. We're happy that you were here with us today on this podcast, where you can, if you have been enmeshed, wake up from your messy enmeshment and really declare that your desires and what's best for you is how you lead a spiritually rich life. Yay! Yay, team! worth it and it feels good go for it and everyone gets served when you serve yourself and your knowing so that is really an opportunity for us all feel good nation to start this 
momentum rolling. And I encourage all of you to stand and really believe that what feels good is the right thing and the right thing for you to do. So, well, thank you, Heather. This is fun to just jump on and do a quick uh, clarification and, and really riding the wave of more and more information coming from our sweet teachers. And we thank you all for joining us. And unless there's any la- last thoughts, did you have something yeah, else? Yeah, the last thought you were hearing me. Um, I was thinking about when you said serve yourself first, I was thinking about a buffet and I was thinking, imagine a buffet that has an endless supply of every favorite food, like an endless supply of sushi or king crab or whatever it is so that you don't have, when you're serving yourself first, you don't have to worry that you're taking up others, people, you know, you're not taking from others. Amen. It is unlimited. And so are you. And so are we. And as we like to say every week on the podcast, Feel good, sister and brothers. We love you all. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world.